0: This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Ana la hamdulillahi. Nahmudhu wa nastainhu wa nastaghfiru wa naghdu billahi min shurur anfusina wa min syi'aat a'malina. من يهدي الله فلا مضل له من يُدل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمداً عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مُسْلِمُونَ ومن يطيع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بَعْضُ فإن خير الكلام كلام الله وَخَيْرَ الهداة هُدَى رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محتثاتها وكل محتثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أعازنا الله تعالى مِنْ Jahannam جَهَنَّمْ جَمِيعًا وَمِنْ شِدَّتِهَا اللَّهُمَّ آمين. In today's lesson bi اللَّهِ ta'ala, we now come to the third fundamental concerning the fundamentals of the sunnah that the great imam of al hadith and the great shaykh of al-islam, al-imam Abu Bakr Abdullah bin Zubair al-Humaydi rahmatullahi ta'ala alayhi, And what he put in his book, Asul al-Sunnah, the foundations and the fundamentals of the sunnah. And today's point is one of the most important and critical points of those issues that the salif of this ummah, that they consider to be from the fundamentals and the foundations of a person being upon the correct understanding and application of al-Islam. The imam went on to mention that the person is not a true believer until he believes that he has to have a tarahum on the companions of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam the muslim has to believe that he should say rahmatullah upon the companions he wishes for them a rahma and he hopes for them a rahma it is the individual who when he hears the name of any of the companion he says رضي الله عنه, or he says any issue that clearly indicates that he harbors nothing but love, respect, and honor and gratitude in his in his heart for the companions of the Prophet, صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم. The individual who considers himself to be upon the Sunnah has to be a person who holds his tongue back as it relates to mentioning any of the companions with anything and by anything that is disrespectful towards them. We have to acknowledge their virtue. We have to acknowledge their position and their manzila in this religion, where Allah Azza wa Jalla has placed them in this religion. We have to have a great debt of gratitude and appreciation for all of their virtues and for all of their sacrifices, we have to be aware that they are the individuals who, they were the الأولون, those people were the vanguard of al-Islam and they embraced al-Islam when it was not fashionable and when it was not easy. And they put their money where their mouths were and they showed and proved that they were true believers in Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala and true believers and followers of his prophet and his messenger, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So as it relates to this particular point, you have to understand, Ya Akhi, Ya Abdullah, Ya Amatullah, and this is important, showing the importance of this particular fundamental idea, concept, and principle of al-Islam. The virtues of the companions, and the manzila, and the place, and position, and high status of the companions as a result of what Allah Azza wa Jalla has given them, and as a result of what the Prophet Sallallahu Wasallam has established and constituted in his authentic sunnah. What's that important thing? All of the scholars of Islam who wrote books similar to Imam Al-Humaydi's book, Usul Sunnah, all of those scholars without any exception, each and every one of them brought this particular point. There are some points that some of the scholars will bring, and other scholars wouldn't bring that particular point in books like this, for an example. Believing in the haud or the fountain that the Prophet has been given, sallallahu Alaihi wasallam, and the people who followed him will drink from that fountain, yawm al-Qiyamah. Some of the scholars said that from the asul of the sunnah is that you have to believe in this fountain. Some scholars didn't even mention that in their books that are similar to this book of Al-Imam Al-Humaydi. And there are many issues like that. Some of the scholars of the past who wrote books like this about the aqid and the minhaj, that is correct because it is based upon what the companions came with and what they were upon. ajma'een. Some of the scholars, they mentioned the issue for an example like Ad or ya'juj Juj majuj that you have to believe that. But other scholars did not mention it. So the point here is, as it relates to the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and that it is an obligation that every Muslim, if he wants to be on the sunnah as sahihah and the minhaj that is correct, then he has to honor the companions, love the companions, make dua for the companions, have rahmah and say rahimahumullah and radiallahu anhum, and not to speak a word of negativity in any of their regard, this is not the correct way. So if you look at the books of those scholars in the past, you will find Imam Abu Bakr al-Athram. He has a book called Kitab al-Sunnah. He brought this point. Imam Ibn Abi Asim. He brought this point about the companions. The great scholar of al-Islam, Imam Muhammad ibn Nasal al-Marwazi. He brought this point in his book Kitab al-Sunnah. Al-Imam Abdullah ibn Ahmed ibn Hanbal, the son of Al-Imam Ahmed, his name is Abdullah. He wrote a book called Kitab al-Sunnah. He brought this point. Every single scholar who wrote in these issues, they brought this point. Al-Imam al-Tabari in his book about the Sunnah. Al-Imam Abu Zurah and Al-Imam Abu Hatim al Razi'an in their book Asl al-Sunnah. They brought this point about? Loving and honoring and respecting the companions of the Prophet wasallam, Al-Imam Al-Sabuni, Al-Imam al Alakai, all of those scholars. Al-Imam Al-Khalil, all of them. And that goes to show you the importance of the point. That this is one point that they all brought. Similar to the issue of the Quran being the speech of Allah for an example. So we look at Al-Imam Ahmed in the book that he wrote that is called Asulu Sunnah. Usul al-Sunnah, the fundamentals of the Sunnah. The very first point that al-Imam Ahmed brought, showing the importance of this issue, to bima kana alayhi sallallahu bihim. He said that the Sunnah with us, the people of al-Hadith, the people of Ahl sunnah wal-Jama'ah, the Sunnah with us is that we take the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and we follow them and we honor them and we respect them and we try to implement their way of practicing al-Islam the same way that we saw them doing things as it relates to the aqidah, as it relates to the ibadat, the theology of al-Islam, and the forms of worship that they did, we do it the way that they did it, the way that it has been sanctioned by Allah and His Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and as the companions collectively saw the Prophet doing it, and they did it similar to him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, or very important. When it comes to the fiqh, and the actions of the companions, if one companion were to say something, in aqidah, like Abdullah ibn Abbas. In the ayat of Surah Al-Baqarah, ayat number 255, ayat Al-Kursi, Allahu la ilaha illahu al hayy al-qayyum. This ayat, Abdullah ibn Abbas, he gave the tafsir, he said the kursi is the footstool, the stool where the two feet go. Prophet Muhammad never said that, sallallahu No authentic hadith ever mentioned that. There's no ayat of the Qur'an giving us that tafsir and that explanation. What is ayat al-kursi? It's the greatest ayat of the Qur'an. What is al-kursi? Al-kursi is a seat or a throne, the throne of the king. The kursi of Allah, Abdullah ibn Abbas said, the kursi is the mawdi' al-qadamain. It is the place where the two feet go. Because Abdullah ibn Abbas said that, and it is from the aqidah. He's not saying something that is in fiqh. It's from his ijtihad. He said that because it must have came from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi wa sallam. When we don't see any other companion opposing his tafsir, when we don't see his tafsir going against the Quran and the Sunnah, when we see a situation like that happening, then the statement of the companion is a hujjah. It is a delil. And also in fiqh. If a companion says something or he did something and it didn't go against any ayat and it didn't go against any hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and no other companion went against him, then that thing that the companion did, it can be a proof that this particular thing is from the Sunnah, is from the Athar. And that's because all of the companions are udul. They're upright. They're upright and we could take our religion from them. So this is a critical point. So important, as I mentioned, Al-Imam Ahmed Rahmatullahi Ta'ala alayhi, he began his book, Asulu Sunnah, with this point, and all of the other ulama of al-Islam, without exception, the ones that wrote in this particular majal, in this issue, they all mentioned it concerning the companions of the Prophet Sallallahu Wa Alaihi Wasallam. Now, it's really important that we understand the next point as well. And imam Al-Humaydi, similar to the ulama before him, he, by bringing these fundamentals of the sunnah, those things that constitute and designate and prove and show that a person is upon the sunnah in the correct way, these points that they bring are in a refutation against the people who when astraying these issues. Every single point that he brings in this book is the position of Ahl Sunnah That is between the two extremes. Those people went to extreme in al-Iman. And those people went to the extreme in al-Iman the other way. Those people went extreme one way as it relates to the qadr of Allah. And then the other people went extreme as it relates to the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some said there's no qadr. Others said, yes, there is the qadr and everything that we do. It is Allah's fault and it would be unjust for Allah to punish people for what they did. All of these are extremes and this is the same as it relates to the companions. Why is Al Imam Al-Humaydi saying this? He's saying this to advise the Ummah and to educate and to give dawah to this principle in Al-Islam. And he's also saying it to make something clear and to give advice and to make Al-Amr bin Ma'roof and Al-Nahhi an Al-Munkar to enjoying the good, to command the good, and to prevent the people from doing evil. So this point is nasiha, al nasiha, nasiha, nasiha. This religion is giving good advice, giving good advice, giving good advice, he said, sallallahu alayhi wasallam." three times. The companion said, giving good advice to who? Ya Rasulullah. He said, giving good advice to Allah, to his book, to the messenger of Allah, and to the leaders of al-Islam, and to the common folk from amongst the Muslims. So al-Imam al-Humaydi is giving every single revert Muslim out there advice. Every single new Muslim who wants to know his religion, al-Imam al-Humaydi is giving you advice. Every single Muslim who, they were born and raised in Islam, and they were they were cultivated to some extent on the religion, but for one reason or another, they went off of the path of the Sarat al Mustaqim. And what is the path of Sarat al mustaqim According to some of the people who gave the explanation of the Qur'an and the tafsir of the Qur'an, they said that the Sarat al mustaqim is the path of Abu Bakr and Umar and the rest of the companions, Allahu anhum. So when we read the Qur'an and we read the greatest surah of the Qur'an and we ask Allah to guide us on the straight path, the path of those that he is pleased with, that's the path of the companions, radiyallahu anhum, because Allah is pleased with them. And that's from the delils of their virtues. So, in regards to this issue, Imam al-Humaydi is refuting the Khawarij. The Khawarij were the first deviant group that sprouted its head during the time of the Prophet with the emergence and the appearance of the father of the Khawarij. And then came from him his afrach and the people who followed him. And during the time of the companions, they made khuruj against the companions, and they fought against the companions, and they killed some of the companions. They said negative and nasty things about the companions. So anyone who says something negative about the companions, you're not on the way of the people of the sunnah. You are on the way of the people of the innovator, innovation like the khawarij. They were a group of hypocrites who do the same thing. They were traveling with the Prophet ﷺ and they started to say amongst themselves, look at these companions, Muhammad and his companions. You know, they lie a lot. We've never seen anyone who in their speech, they told more lies than these companions. They said, you know, their stomachs are big. They eat more than anyone else. Their people were greedy. We never saw anybody who eats more than them. They said, and you know what else about these companions, Muhammad and these people? Whenever they meet the enemy, they were in jihad, going on an expedition. And these munafiqeen were making trouble. They said, and you know, whenever they meet the enemy, there are no group of people who are more cowardly than these people. One of the companions heard what was being said. He went to the Prophet and he told the Prophet what was said. Sallallahu alayhi wa And Allah revealed the ayah of the Quran. Allah told the Prophet وسلم, Say to them, Ya Muhammad, are you joking about Allah and about his ayat? And about his messenger? Are you making istihza? Joking at the expense of the religion? Making istihza? Are you joking concerning Allah, his messenger, and his ayat? Allah said, don't offer any excuses. You have disbelieved after your iman. So the one who makes jokes and the one who talks bad about the companions, that is an action of hypocrisy, an action of innovation. No one does it except an innovator or a munafir. Someone is, something is wrong with them. So if you look at the companions of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the khawarij fought against them. They fought against them as a group. And then we had some people doing the history of the companions, doing their time and after. May Allah be pleased with them who had terrible things to say about the Prophet's companions, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and may Allah be pleased with all of them. They said, concerning Umar, you'll find someone writing saying he was a dictator. A'udhu Billahi. They said, concerning the companion of the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Muawiyah ibn Abi Sufyan, who is the uncle of all of the Muslims, because his sister was one of the wives of the Prophet, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They said about Muawiyah, that he was bakheel, that he was a person who was stingy, and that he was an individual who was greedy. He used to eat a lot. And they would use authentic hadith from Suba- Sa'il bukhari a Muslim, in order to support this. A'udhu billah. They said about the companion of the Prophet, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Hassan ibn Thabit. Hassan ibn Thabit, who was the poet, poet of the messenger of Allah. Rasulullah used to tell him, go and use your poetry and make jihad and fight against the other poets of the non-Muslims and may Jibril be in your service, helping you. So the people said that he was a coward. And you find many examples that they said about the companions. Amr ibn Al-Az, that tremendous companion. They said that he was cunning that he was slick like a fox, all of this is impermissible. And then some people came and they said that all of the companions apostated and they made redda. They apostated except five, six, or seven of them. You go outside of the religion of Al-Islam if you say that. You go outside of the religion of Al-Islam if you believe that. There is no Quran, there is no Sunnah in terms of them being connected to the human beings without the companions, may Allah be pleased with them, be in the middlemen for that. They are the Hamzatul wassal. They are what connects us to the Quran and the Sunnah. Their understanding, their application, what they did concerning what was revealed, may Allah be pleased with all of them, all of them. So if an individual comes and he says that the Prophet's wife, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, committed zina, you go outside of the fold of al-Islam. You're not a Muslim, you cease being a Muslim once you say that, if you understand and you know what you're saying. And some of the scholars of Islam, they said, this is ma'loum min ad-deen bid-durura, that everybody who is a Muslim and you're worth your weight in salt, you have to know that you can't speak in negative terms like that about the wives of the Prophet of Islam, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So we find al-Imam al-Humaydi refuting the khawarij who fought against the companions. They fought against Ali ibn Abi Talib. They made khuruj against him and they made takfir against the companions. And that's why Ali, may Allah be pleased with him, when he was asked about the khawarij, he said, are they Muslims or are they kuffar? He said, whom ikhwanuna baghu alina. They are our brothers, but they have oppressed us. They went over the board, they went overboard, and they oppressed us. The second group that Al Imam, Al Humaydi, is refuting are the Rawafid, the Rafidah, the Ifna'ashariyya, the Rafidah from Iran, from Al Iraq, from Lebanon, from these areas who have and believe in the 12 Imams, the Rawafid, which means those who reject because they rejected Zayd ibn Ali. Rahmatullahi ta'ala Alayhi. He, they rejected him when he was establishing for them the virtues of Abu Bakr first, and then Umar second, and then Uthman third, and then Ali. And he's from al Bayt. So when he told them the correct Tartib, that is Ali, and then is Umar, that is Abu Bakr, and then Umar, and then Uthman, and then Ali, they didn't like him and they rejected what he was saying. So they are the Rawafid, those people who reject the companions of the Prophet sallam, with the exception of about five, six, or seven. The third group that he is refuting is the group that is known as the Nawasib, the Nawasib, the plural of the Nasib, the Nasib, And they are the people who their object of hatred and animosity was against Ahlul Bayt. They are those people who disliked Ahlul Bayt and as a result of that they became a jama'ah that was well known for cursing Ahlul Bayt and having hatred in their heart for Ahlul Bayt and this is something that is not permissible so the Muslim they love he loves all of the companions and he doesn't speak negatively about any of the companions and he puts them in the position that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala put them in and the position that Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi Wa wa put them in. And what's that position? Allah has raised them and Allah has magnified their position in the deen of al-Islam. So therefore we find Abdullah ibn Mas'ud saying whatever he, he said radiyallahu anhu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala divinely chose Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to be his Rasul and his Nabi and he sent them with the message to the people divinely he didn't choose anyone else from Quraysh anyone else from Mecca or Ta'if because some of the non-Muslims in the Quran they made an i'tirad on Allah they said why hasn't the Quran been revealed on one of the two great men of the two cities Mecca and Ta'if Allah didn't choose them. That's why Allah Ta'ala divinely chose Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Abdullah ibn Mas'ud went on to say, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also divinely chose the companions of Muhammad sallallahu wasallam. And may Allah be pleased with all of them. Allah divinely chose them as well. So therefore, what the companions see as being hasan, good, right and exact in this deen, then that thing is good, right and exact with Allah. And whatever the companions see as being not right, not exact, is filthy, is dirty, it's wrong, it's oppressive, then that particular, particular thing that they see in that way, it is viewed in that same way by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the point here is for every Muslim to know one of the names of the Prophet of Islam, sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Is that he is al-Mustafa. A synonym to that? Al-Mukhtar. I think everybody knows someone whose name is Mustafa. Not Mustafa for the brothers and sisters who are reversed in America. We take these names and we anglicize them. And instead of saying Fatima, we say Fatima. The name is Atifa. We say Atifa. Queen Atifa. (laughs) The name is Mustafa, it means to be divinely divinely chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mukhtar, Mukhtar, to be divinely chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abdullah ibn Abbas, Abdullah ibn ibn Mas'ud said that the companions are Mukhtarun and Mustafun, that they also have been divinely chosen by Allah azza wa jal to be the Ansar the helpers of Rasulullah Sallallahu and the wuzara to be his ministers. And they were the ones to help him carry this message. So the Nabi Sallallahu Wa brought a religion, the Quran and the Sunnah. Every Muslim is going to say, I take the Quran, I take the Sunnah. And then many people stop there. And it's not okay to stop for the new Muslim, for the revert Muslim, for the one who was grown, who was born in al-Islam, cultivated, raised in Islam, islam and then went off of the rails, and went off of the Salat al-Mustaqim for one reason or another, and now he or she finds himself back on the Salat al-Mustaqim, walhamdulillah, you have to understand, we believe in the Quran, and we believe in the Sunnah, and we absolutely categorically have to add on to that, we believe in them, we practice them, in accordance to the way the companions understood them the way that the companions agreed upon it, the way that they practiced it, the way that it was manifested in their understanding. They were the ones who comprehended the book of Allah. And the examples of that are just too many. Allah Ta'ala mentioned in the Quran, tahluka." Do not cause your own destruction by your own hands. By your own hands. Some of the tabi'in. They started giving a tafsir of this particular ayat, that it means to kill yourself. It means to commit suicide. And one of the meanings could be that. But one of the companions, Abu Ayyub al-Ansari, he said, I know what the ayat means. I was there. When we first came to Al-Medina for Mecca, the companions, we used to spend the little bit of money that we had, Fisa Biri La. But as time went on after the first year of the Hijra, the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth year of the Hijra, as time went on, we started to accumulate a lot of wealth. And there were some people who didn't spend as much money in the latter part of Al-Islam, in the latter part of the Hijra, the way they did at the beginning of the Hijra. They started holding back some of the wealth, some of the people. So Allah revealed this ayah saying, do not cause your own destruction with your own hands, by not spending, by not spending. And there are many examples of that where the understanding of the companions that has been rendered, it is the correct understanding. Inshallah, we'll come back to this issue and we'll deliver part two to this incredible, important fundamental from the fundamentals of the sunnah bi azzawajal. سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك وأشهد إلا أنت أستغفرك إليك This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.